This is the Aspen Public Radio Newscast. I'm your host, Eleanor Bennett, here with your top stories this Wednesday. Garfield County commissioners will not offer any financial assistance to the town of Carbondale in its efforts to support dozens of new immigrants who have arrived in the valley in recent months. Hallie Zander has the latest. Carbondale staff and trustees asked the board for financial assistance at Tuesday's commissioner meeting and, at the very least, to help them plan long-term solutions. Carbondale has received state funds to house 40 people in temporary shelters through March 31st. But Rob Stein, who's been managing the town's response, is worried about what happens afterward. Absent any other action, people will be back camping on public space. It'll be an enforcement problem. It'll be an environmental problem. It'll be a community problem. It'll be a deterrent for tourism. The three commissioners were all strongly against offering financial support, saying they don't want to reallocate funds that would otherwise go to their constituents. Commissioner John Martin. We are limited and we're going to say no. I'm not going to enable them. I want to take care of the people that are here first. The commissioner said their director of human services will continue to attend meetings about the region's response to recent arrivals. For Aspen Public Radio News, I'm Hallie Zander. Pitkin County commissioners have decided to help fund the West Mountain Regional Housing Coalition's new buy-down program. Caroline Yanez has more. Through the program, any employee of a Pitkin, Eagle, or Garfield County business can buy a free market home, and the coalition will pay 30% of the purchase price. In exchange, the owners agree to keep the resale price affordable and to a 3% appreciation cap. During Tuesday's work session, commissioners said they liked the idea of getting more affordable units on the market, but were concerned that the appreciation cap might deter some buyers. But Ashley Pearl, who represents the county in the coalition, says it's important to remember that buying a deed-restricted unit is about creating a nest, not a nest egg. If you are buying a deed-restricted unit, it is different than if you are buying that unit anywhere else in the United States. It's not about intergenerational wealth. It's not about turning it over to your kids. It's about having a home for the time that you are working here and hopefully retiring. The county has about $1.2 million in federal COVID relief funds that it's reserved for housing solutions. Commissioners said they plan to use some of that money for the buy-down program. Caroline Yanez, Aspen Public Radio News. Aspen's Public Works Director Scott Miller will be retiring this spring after roughly a decade in the role, according to a city press release. The department oversees a wide range of city efforts, including housing development, utilities, stormwater, and parking. Miller says he's most proud of the city's investment in sustainable housing and infrastructure developments. Under his leadership, Aspen became the third municipal utility in the country to use 100% renewable energy for electricity. The city also constructed more than 200 affordable housing units, a new city hall, and a new police department building with energy efficiency in mind. Miller will officially retire on May 31st. The Roaring Fork School District Board is meeting tonight to talk about a range of things, including the superintendent's annual review and its pre-collegiate program for high-achieving first-generation students. People who want to speak during public comment can sign up in advance online or in person at the board meeting. Tonight's meeting will be at the Carbondale District Office at 6.15. The school board will also meet at 4 p.m. for a work session on the superintendent hiring process, including interview prep and housing updates. 
Skiko has decided to limit how often it runs the Coney Glade lift at Snowmass. The lift is frequented by skiers and riders who use the terrain park, so they don't have to go down to the base village and take the village express lift all the way back up. The Aspen Daily News reports Skiko has been running Coney Glade less frequently Monday through Thursdays this season because they don't see as much demand on those days. But it means more time riding lifts and less time practicing tricks, which is a big concern for park riders training for competitions. The Gents Ridge Chair, also known as the Couch on Aspen Mountain, is also following a similar schedule. In local arts and culture news, the Aspen Laugh Festival will bring some of the biggest names in stand-up comedy to the Wheeler Opera House this week. As Kaya Williams reports, the program kicks off tonight with Grammy-winning comedian Patton Oswalt. Oswalt has been a comedy club headliner for more than two decades. And you might recognize him from hundreds of film and TV appearances, from The King of Queens to Bojack Horseman. Tomorrow, Beth Stelling takes the stage. She's appeared on Conan and Jimmy Kimmel Live and has a comedy special out now on Netflix. Friday Night Set features Patty Harrison. She's a familiar face on TV shows like Shrill and I Think You Should Leave and stars in the mockumentary Theater Camp. Then, to close out the festival, Reggie Watts performs this Saturday. He's best known as the band leader for The Late Late Show with James Corden. His set will combine both music and comedy with improvisational style. From the Edless Neeson Arts and Culture Desk, I'm Kaya Williams. In other arts news, local students will perform a series of short plays at Taka tomorrow. The young performers are part of the Theater Masters Aspiring Playwrights Program. The youth program organized workshops for students led by theater professionals from New York City. Tomorrow's performances will range from romantic comedies to contemporary adaptations of Shakespeare to miniature epics about trauma, Vikings, and high school sports. Actors from throughout the Valley will help bring the plays to life. And don't forget, tomorrow is the last day to see the annual Valley Visual Art Show at the Launchpad in Carbondale. It features works by dozens of established and emerging artists here in the Valley. Late last week, Carbondale Arts announced that all the artwork would be 10% off until the show closes tomorrow. The gallery says the artists will still receive their full commission, though. In statewide news, Denver has a new leader to oversee the city's response to growing numbers of new immigrants. Mayor Mike Johnston appointed Sarah Plastino last week to be the city's newcomer program director. Plastino will coordinate Denver's short and long-term response to new arrivals. That includes connecting people with city support services. Over 37,000 new immigrants have arrived in Denver from the U.S.-Mexico border since the beginning of last year. Meanwhile, a bill introduced last week at the state legislature would set aside $2.5 million to support local organizations working with new arrivals. And in regional news, Utah lawmakers want to make sure there is enough water for future residents. The bill is sponsored by Stuart Adams, Utah's Republican Senate president. But as KUER's Sage Miller reports, efforts to create a water council are running into opposition from conservation groups. If approved, the bill would allow the state's four largest water districts to identify water sources outside Utah boundaries. And the meetings would be exempt from public records requests. Zach Frankel is the executive director of the Utah Rivers Council. 
These four agencies will meet in secret. The public will have no idea what is discussed. And there will be no meeting minutes or records that the public can access. He says this increases the likelihood of corruption or unlawful activity. Adam says the exclusion is necessary because water is a touchy subject. And if you're going to talk to people about their water, most people carry a shotgun or a pony shovel with them. And uh, when they're talking, they're already guarded. The bill would also pursue the contentious Lake Powell pipeline that would take water from the Colorado River for Washington County residents. The county's water district would be on the council as well. Sage Miller, KUER News. The Aspen Public Radio Newscast is produced by our news team, which includes Hallie Zander, Caroline Yanez, Kaya Williams, and me, your host, Eleanor Bennett. You can listen to the show every weekday morning on our website or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening and see you next time.